No Limit Texas Hold'em is the Cadillac of poker. You don't happen to have 8,000 bucks on you. Oh, no, no, we don't use money in heaven. Comes in pretty handy down here, Bob. Oh, you just want a million? You're making a run at it, aren't you? Rolling up a stake and going to Vegas. Hello and welcome to episode number 19 of When the Chips Are Down podcast. From living in a van playing low six cash to battling in Bobby's room in the Bellagio, I'm Andrew Biking 19 Peeper. Definitely a, a Vegas thing. Joined by my friend and go, co-host, the go, Joe Jihan. But I was just like, you know, the hell with this guy. Whether you've been on tables for years or just now dipping your toe into the most complex game on the planet, this podcast should have something for you. What program player hasn't watched Rounders and Mike McDermott jet off to Vegas and think, man, I wish I could do that. Well, this podcast is about a guy that did, a guy that is doing, and a guy that wants to do that. So hopefully it'll provide a lot of perspective into what I'll being a professional poker player is and what that looks like in today's day and age. With Joe and Bobby's room beats. You want in a real game, I'll hook you up. High stakes, exclusive clientele. Has, uh, has poker been going? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're uh, you're getting getting in second second tournaments. It can't be too bad, right? Uh, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, nah, it's been yeah, it's been a pretty rough go lately. Uh, it's been like this week. I had a couple bad losing days. Just haven't been able to play too much. Like. I played twice this week. That's all I was able to play and lost a good bit. Um, yeah, so, and, you know, it's kind of frustrating, but I think this month will be kind of slow. I don't think I'll be able to play too much um, in terms of, like, the super high-stakes poker. Uh, so, I'm, you know, trying to focus on other things. And during the World Series, there should be... Uh, more consistent games like throughout throughout the month, throughout the like two months. Uh, I don't even. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do with tournaments and like the tournaments are, are kind of fun and uh, it would be nice to play a bunch. But uh, if if the Bobby's Room game is going um all the time, then or if I'm more able to get like into games and things like that, then I, I'd much rather play that. Um, sure. Even though, even though I enjoy the tournaments, I just, it's just that I think I can make more money in, in the Bobby's Room game. Well, actually, I know I can. Tournaments are rough. <laughs> 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 yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, uh, not much in terms of like, I mean, I had a few memorable hands, but they're all just bad beat stories. I don't really... <laughs> Who wants to hear that anyways? <laughs> the people what they want, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, um, there are a few hands where I, I just uh, kind of made bad decisions and... and uh, You know, uh, one hand, I, I I really just went with my read, and and uh, and I'm really kind of I, I don't know if I'm ha- happy or frustrated with myself for like going with my read, but you know I did, which 
Uh, and I was right. Uh, well, let me tell you. I'll tell you one hand that I remember from this week, mostly because it was the most frustrating one. But uh, um, I opened, uh, we were playing 100 dollars $200 straddle. So the game is really big. A uh, couple folds, I'm in middle position with ace queen. Um, I make it 600 and the cutoff button call. Um, and now it's to the small blind who now three bets fairly large to uh 4200. Um, but he's like by far the most aggressive player in the game. Um, and I played a good bit with him, and uh, I don't know. Anyways, he three bets to 4,200, both the big blind and straddle fold, and it comes to me. Uh, I just call uh, with the ace-queen, and we go heads up to the flop. And it comes king-8-3 with king-8 of hearts. Um, and now he, he dunk bets uh, 6K, which, like... Yeah, I know. I, I could probably just give it up right here, but I just, you know, after playing with this guy a lot, like, I think he doesn't really take this line with, like, ace-king or, or something like that. He's just going to, he'll be betting, like, 3,500 or something. On, on such a dry board, he'll be betting around half pot or even less. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know... That big bet on like King Eight Three just to me it really like you know I'm, it looks like he's just kind of trying to blow me off my hand or just has like maybe a you know nut flush draw or something like that. Anyways, he bets bets six k and I decide to call uh, and now the turn pairs the three um, and you know now for sure I can give it up here, but. He bets fourteen thousand again, which is another pretty like big yeah. bet. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> uh, but I was just like, you know, the hell with this guy. And anyway, <laughs> I call again. Um, you know, I don't know what my plan is, but I don't really have a plan. I'm just thinking like I have the best hand here. Yeah. Uh, so I called again for fourteen thousand, and now the river comes the queen of hearts. So it's king eight three with two hearts. Turn three, and river queen of hearts. He checks, I check, and he turns over ace jack of hearts. Uh, ah. Yeah, it was really really frustrating. I mean, it was, it was very it was so frustrating because you know, like I make the right read. Uh. You know, I made the right read and kind of got screwed. Um, and a spot where I would never even like continue that long in the hand, but it was, it was against like a certain player where I thought my ace queen high was probably still good. And uh, yeah, uh, so it goes. But yeah, that one, that one was the most memorable for me. I, yeah. and, and I went on to lose like every pot I played subsequent to that pot. So I was just like, oh man, the hell with all this. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's it's been frustrating. It's been a, a rough week. Um, yeah, that was just one of the hands that that stuck out to me. Um, 
I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That sounds. Yeah, I think that sounds pretty pretty reasonable. I guess the yeah, given the the you read and the player type. Uh, yeah, um, that's yeah, not <laughs> not much you can do. And, uh, it, it really sucks. Yeah. I guess most normal players are just like, all right, well, they probably got a king or pocket aces or something, but I'm like, this guy's, he's such an idiot and just over-aggressive and, you know, I don't want to fold to him pretty much. And and so, uh, yeah, that's what I got. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> you deserve, you know, I mean, so I kind of deserve to lose that one, I feel like, anyways. I mean, maybe not. Maybe the river could have just been like a brick, and I I actually win. But yeah, yeah. Oh well. Yeah, you. Um. Yeah, yeah. I think I. I think I, I think it's a really good and pretty standard uh, check back by you on the river. I think I think maybe a lot of not not as many people playing those stakes that you do, but I think like if this was like a one two game, I think a lot of people would probably bet ace queen there. Uh like for that well, I mean, you know, he's betting pretty big there. It's yeah, I was pretty yeah. scared, you know. It's not yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. just, no 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 I, yeah, I, I know. I I know. <laughs> yeah, I was just pretty scared. I mean Yeah, there's there's not yeah, there's 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 hardly any value in betting and then you then you check raises, yeah, you you throw up. So <laughs> Yeah. So, no, I think it's a good check back. Well, yeah, yeah. That part I wasn't really questioning. It was whether or not I should no, be. No, I know. Even going past, like, the flop, to be honest, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. The, flop, the flop is, yeah, closer than the than the turn, I think. But, um, but yeah, yeah the, uh, you ever considered uh, four betting? Ace Queen's like a good hand there to four bet with too. Um and so yeah, I I definitely did consider four betting, especially against this player. Uh but you know, it's it's not something like I can call a shove with and and uh whatever. So yeah, I mean I did I did consider four betting. I kinda in hindsight kinda wish I did, but well, actually, no, I don't know. He probably still peels, and I, I go broke, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I'm, I guess I'm glad I didn't. But, yeah, uh, ace-queen's a good hand to four-bet there. It's yeah. Or, like, kind of four-bet or fold, really. It's it's not, like, a, it doesn't play all that well, and when you don't have the aggression, like, in the yeah. hand, it's it's not too easy to play that hand w- without the aggression. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is why I was in the spot I was. Uh, But, yeah, I guess, you know, you live and you learn. Um, Yeah, but I I think four betting is probably the the best play. But, you know, oh well. Um, You have any good hands? Did you play a lot of poker this week? No, I haven't. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I haven't played much at all. Um, just kind of, yeah, moved up to finish almost a bunch of errands and stuff in Florida, and then, yeah, made the move up to, um, to South Carolina with my parents. And then my, uh, my sister was 
one of my sisters was in town as well, so been hanging out and doing stuff with them. So yeah, just been a lot of family stuff. Um, uh, oh, cool. So yeah, yeah, should 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 get back on the on the more regular uh, poker grind. Uh, yeah, this next week though. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, I, I'm gonna kind of have a slow month, I think, just uh, until like the World Series starts. Uh, I did. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, there are a couple things that. Uh, there are a couple things uh, memorable, I guess, about about this week. Well, I, I went yesterday, so my friends talked me into playing a two hundred dollar tournament at the win. Okay. And obviously, I run like super pure there, and I I finished like second place out of like one hundred and sixty people or whatever. Um, so for like a very, you know, kind of a small win, well, it's not really a small win. It was a, it was a nice win. You know, I won like almost 10,000 and, but, you know, compared to like what I've been losing in that game, it's, <laughs> it's just like the whole time I'm there and I'm running good. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It was, you know, just kind of wanted to go hang out with the guys and stuff on break and you know that was cool um and uh oh yeah this is the one thing we uh well a couple things i wanted to talk about was like that live stream um big game did you watch that on youtube yeah i i I watched about half of it i yeah i couldn't i couldn't um I didn't yeah, I can watch the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a big commitment. But I, I did, you know, uh, I was that's where I was playing poker. They had it on TV and at the Bellagio, uh, and then um, which was kind of cool. We put it on like in Bobby's room, and then uh, so I watched some there, and I was watching. You know, it was like Doug Polk and uh, Matt Berkey, Nick Airball. Jennifer Tilly, Young, uh, this girl Lynn, who I've never really seen before. Uh, Eric Person, yeah, Eric Person, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it was a it was a good lineup. Uh, that would have been a a fairly nice game to be able to play, and I I hope that one day I can get myself in a game like that. That would be that would be pretty nice. Um, yeah, and. Watching the play, like, uh, I watched a good bit of it. Uh, Nick Airball is kind of, he really made a, that was, that was something that he really put on a show there. And I don't, not necessarily in a good way, but he was, (laughs) he was like pounding full glasses of wine. Um, and then listening to Nick Schulman, I've always really liked Nick, uh, listening to him do the, uh, announcing him and Frank Hames. Yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah, quite entertaining. I thought. I don't know. What do you think of all the players and things like that? Yeah, I th- yeah, I think I think it it um, it's in theory it sounded like a great a great game. I I don't think it, I don't think it played out as well um, for the for the average audience. Uh, uh, anyway, I, th- I like. Um, I forget who it was that tweeted um, somewhere in the in the poker Twitterverse, but uh, was uh, was like nobody on my timeline right now. 
oh wow, what a great game this is! Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, there's a con, just the constant, you know, like you know, Berkey's just you know sitting there, you know, stoic, not saying anything. Which I mean, who can blame him? Like you know, everyone, you know, he has he has like issues with everyone at the table almost, and um, then Lynn is just you know laughing, you know, hilariously at everything so yeah i just i just had to, eventually had to turn it off i was like this is this is not this is not that great to watch uh yeah from a in terms of Berkey, he's, he's one of the few ones that i have played with uh a bunch and i i've always kind of thought he was you know no, people don't like him but i mean i i super i i thought he's just like a super straightforward guy like pretty respectful and um you know, he kind of calls it like it is, and and I don't. Uh, I'm I'm kind of a fan of his. I you know I think he does a good job on his podcast and all that. Um, sure. So yeah, I kind of I kind of think you know he gets kind of a bad rap. Uh, you know I um, some of the other people. Yeah, like I said, I don't I don't really know him all that well. Uh, you know, but. The game, it, it was a it was a good game, good lineup. I, I was kind of cheering for Matt. Um, I saw Doug. Doug plays really well. Um, he was in some really tough spots. Uh, I don't know if he he had a yeah yeah. He was in a couple like really tough spots. I think he ended up losing a little bit in the game, but uh, you know it, there were some some pods where it was just like you know really. Uh, difficult spots i thought for him and uh you know maybe he ended up paying off when he didn't need to but uh like he had a jack 10 hand where when he made two pair in a multi-way pot that i don't think he necessarily has to pay off but i do think the guy had some bluffs there the way it was played so uh i thought paying it off was fine um yeah that was about it Jennifer Tilly actually plays a lot better than she she does some really weird stuff. <laughs> but uh which isn't always good, but she she plays pretty well, I think. Uh I thought she played okay, like better than like let's say Airball or someone like that. I I think uh you know, I think Airball uh won a little bit and he was hammered and bought in for a ton of money and whatever, but uh, I think Jennifer, like Jennifer, played okay. Um, yeah, and she's like one of those OGs. She kind of plays like it too. She like, you know, she kind of plays like uh, a little bit of a gangster style of poker. I think, you know, where if if she has the aggression, she'll just keep firing away and and. You know, she kind of does some like merge type plays that aren't really always good. Like one hand, it was came Gen- Jack ten six all clubs, and she had Jack four diamonds, and uh, like she check raises, and it ends up working. Like you know, King Jack ends up folding, and and pocket fours or something with a club ends up folding, and or you know something like that. Uh, where it, yeah, it didn't really make. It doesn't make a ton of sense, but she's she's a little uh, a little bit gangster, I think, than her style of play. Yeah, which I, it's kind of cool. I think I think she plays all right. 
Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, yeah. Usually, any any lineup she's she's in, I, I usually enjoy watching her play. She's she does a she does a pretty good job. I mean, she's just been around forever and been on poker TV forever. So I think she's done a really good job of 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 just kind of embracing like who are her of like a, a who her who she is and and like a, a good just putting on uh, just putting on uh, you know a good a good show for the cameras and. You know, kind of, you know, mixing it up and talking with people, and you know, uh, and yeah, I think yeah, she's uh, she's always pretty entertaining. Yeah, I guess she has infinite money too, so it's yeah, <laughs> like infinite. I get. Uh, I think she was married to the guy that created The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, she got, or she got, and probably still does get, like you know, really good royalties and whatnot from from the, that show uh so yeah uh i think she has like just infinite money yeah between but, simpsons and chucky yeah yeah not yeah not doing too bad oh yeah what was with the chucky thing uh yeah she was she, she was well, she, she was like the voice of chucky i believe like she was, oh like, heavily, okay, okay she was like heavily involved in it yeah oh so, cool yeah Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's good. What else has been going on? Oh, we got to talk about the prop bet. Oh yeah, <laughs> the infamous prop bet. <laughs> Vegas, baby, Vegas. So one day, uh, I think it was like Sunday or something of of last week or Saturday or Sunday. I'd just decided to head over to the win and see if they had any like poker games going on over there. And they had a uh, 10, 20, no limit game. Um, and it was, it was playing really big. Uh, I mean, I, I think that no one had less than like 10,000 on the table. It was a, a pretty big game. And so we were playing 10, 20, 40, uh, a lot of times 10, 20, 40, 80. It was a lot of like, pros and grinders that i know it wasn't the greatest lineup by any means uh but i i mean that's uh vegas poker's gotten very very tough but yeah that was anyways i was there with with uh this one guy um rich who i've known from years and years and years of playing poker about the whole 20 years i've been here i've i've seen him around he's been he's been quite a uh controversial figure Mm-hmm. Um, where people kind of always call him like a little scummy or something like that, and but but like I've always saw him as like kind of a straight shooter as well. And I was I was chatting with him, and I hadn't seen him in ages. And uh, I was talking with him about some of the prop bets that he's done in the past. Um, and I was just thinking, I'm like, man, they should make a Netflix show a documentary of like all the greatest prop bets that these poker players have ever done. And it would just yeah. be like an absolute bestseller. Like, Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, people would love it. Like, you know, I thought of like, there were a few, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the one that Eric Blingren did against, um, Phil Ivy. Um, but it was in like 2004, 2005, something like that. And Eric Lingren, during the World Series of Poker, and you know they all had tons of money from Full Tilt Poker at the time. Uh, and one day he busts out of like a big 
I think it was like the 50k horse event and he was um, so mad at himself and blah 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 and he ends up uh booking this this golf prop bet against Phil Ivy um and the reason uh, who knows why people would put themselves through so much agony but uh anyways Phil did one where he uh you know the next day he wanted to book now Phil or uh, Eric was a good Eric was a good um golfer and he would shoot like low 80s or in the 70s like he was a pretty solid golfer like whatever and yeah. but we're talking about um the June heat middle of June type heat where it's like 110 degrees outside yeah um and Phil Ivy bet him that he couldn't he had to play four rounds of golf at Bear's Best um carrying his bag oof uh four rounds of golf in a single day and he had to break 100 on every round oh wow and uh yeah this was like a really memorable prop bet i remember like some other um some of my friends like uh well, Gavin Smith, who's now passed away, he was an awesome guy. But, yeah, he was out there. I know some other people that were out there, like, kind of sweating it. Um, and Gavin went out during the the end of the third round to the to the beginning of the fourth round. He said he would have bet everything he had, that there was, there was no way that Eric was going to finish. I mean, no <laughs> way. So, yeah, he, he plays, plays three full rounds, breaks 100 every round. And I guess, like, coming down the last hole, it looked like he was just going to pass out. Like, it didn't even, like, think he could do it. Um, and he gets up there, and he and he, sh- he gets it on the green, and he, he has, like, you know, two putts or something, or three putts, and he, he shoots, like, a 98 on the very last round. Oh, wow. Because he was so exhausted. And, but that was, like, a really memorable pop, prop bet that, I, uh, that I've heard of. And, uh, you know, seeing this guy Rich at the table, he had one of the most infamous ones. Have you heard about the one that he did? No, uh, I don't think so. Rich is the one that did the uh, the bathroom bet. Where oh, he... yes. I, I do know what you're talking about. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And someone bet him, like, that he couldn't live in the bathroom for, like, 60 uh, or 30 days. Right. Yeah. Like a pitch dark bathroom, right? Yeah, in, in complete darkness for like for like thirty days, and uh, I, I mean, don't even ask. Uh, he did it, and yeah, he ended up uh, <laughs> doing it. Um, but you know, he's always been like one of those guys that's like you know, prop better type guy. You know, entertaining to play with and a cool guy. But anyways, I was at the table with him, and I told him. I was like, man, I'm never betting against you again, blah, blah, blah. Like, and so oddly enough, uh, MJ Gonzalez comes in to the poker room, and now he's asking. He's, he just randomly brings up a prop bet. And uh, he said to a friend, he, he was brings it up to the table. I don't know how he even brought it up, but he said, I bet you can't crawl from the Encore poker room or, you know, the entrance of the Encore all the way to the entrance to Bel-Air Aria. Wow. I'm like, 
why would you ever want to bet that? That just sounds awful, right? <laughs> but, uh, literally right there on the spot, they Rich and, and MJ were kind of talking about it, and uh, they ended up they ended up betting it, right? They ended, Rich said, "Okay, they you know," and it was for ten thousand dollars. And uh, yeah, it was. Was it even, or they get odds? Uh, they bet even money. I bet another guy on the side. I laid twelve hundred to a thousand that he wouldn't be able to do it. Okay. Um, but yeah, the other guys bet even money. Uh, and it was it was quite the scene. I mean, we we exit the poker room, and now there's about like eight or nine people that are all walking along with them, just because like. Yeah. You know, everyone, like we were talking about the bet at the table. Pretty soon, like the game breaks, and everyone just goes and starts watching Rich start crawling across the strip. <laughs> and it, like, it was just like so. Uh, it was so epic, man. It was. We're watching, and he. The only rule is he couldn't stop for more than like two seconds. Um. Yeah. So. Even if we're stopped at like, a, and he couldn't break any laws. So even if we we're stopped at like a light, he couldn't just cross the crosswalk. He had to wait until like the light changed. Uh, you know, if he, if he got pulled over by a cop, like he had to keep crawling in circles or something. Like it, it, we had all these speculations on it. But uh, anyways, he starts crawling and crawling. And I mean, we were walking along with him for like probably a good hour and a half until he got to. Uh, he passed like Venetian, passed uh, Caras, and then got finally got to like the Flamingo. Okay. At which point, yeah, at which point I kind of bought out. I thought he, so he was about 70 percent of the way there. I bought out with the guy I was doing it against. Uh, I paid him three hundred bucks just to like call it off, and and I was getting tired of walking along with him. <laughs> <laughs> Super, like a snail's pace. Uh, and so I just came home and I came back the next day just to like, I was texting with some of the guys to see what happened and whatever the next day. <laughs> and uh, I guess he made it all the way to the fountains at the Bellagio and they ended up calling off the bet. So Rich didn't, <laughs> Rich couldn't really finish, it sounds like. Um, but like his, you know, his his kind of penalty for calling off the bet was that he had to jump in the fountains at the Bellagio. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so he jumps in the fountains in the water without getting in trouble somehow, and then he uh, gets out. And I guess that was the end of the bet. And I was like, I was technically the only guy that lost any money on it, but it was it was about three, you know. It was hours worth of him crawling across the strip, but it was it was funny to you know see other people walking by and they're just like looking. We had some people that stopped, <laughs> you know, they start Instagramming it, right. and yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely a, a Vegas thing. Yeah, especially jumping in the fountains. Yeah, yeah, you got to be quick on that. Yeah, because. He's not the first person to have done that, and yeah, they're they're, um, they're pretty they're pretty tight about that. <laughs> yeah, they're real. You'd be really tight about that. That's kind of like you know jumping on a baseball field like that. You know, yeah. 
it's like uh, you know <laughs> they don't allow that <laughs> not everyone <laughs> not everyone <laughs> uh yeah good yeah good stuff for for vegas um i don't know yeah i think that i think like doing a netflix series would be so cool on all these prop bets oh yeah there's um, so many to go through yeah i mean you yeah i mean you could literally make a whole like a whole ser- a series about it yeah and, but I, you know there's a guy that shot basketball he was an, an insane prop better and he would just win so much money off people Mm-hmm. And uh, he he once offered me a, a prop bet, best of fifty free throws, and he offered me that I could have my first forty out of forty. What? And he said, "Yeah, he's like he's like, well, shoot, best of fifty free throws, and I'll spot you forty out of 40. Oh my god! And he's like, "Yeah, we'll just we'll keep it friendly. We'll do we'll do it for like you know five k." And I'm like, for that's not friendly. Like it sounds like he's trying to get me. <laughs> so like, I'm not, by any means, I'm no free throw shooter, but I'm I'm okay. I could probably get up there and make half of mine. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe even six out of ten or something like that. But like, and he finally he was negotiating with me hard. He really wanted to do it, and he offered me forty-two out of forty-two at one point. Wow. And at that point, I was just like. I was like, man, I should just take this. But, like, the guy is just that good, and he was that good of a shooter, and he made that much money. He made so much money off people prop-betting him. And it was stuff you'd hear, and you still can't believe it's true. Sure. Right? You know, and I I know that's like, yeah, I would hear it, but I still couldn't believe that it was true. So it was just like, you know... (laughs) But I didn't end up betting him, but I know a lot of people, a lot of people that did. And I think he once went to the gym with like Floyd Mayweather and won like $50,000 in prop bets off him. Wow. It's just insane. Insane stuff, man. I Some of these stories would be, but you know, without like video coverage and things like that, I don't know how good of a Netflix series it would be, but yeah, I would, I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I know, I know, um, I know, like, Steph Curry and Steve Kerr will have, like, uh, free throw shooting contests and stuff, and, and they'll get into, like, past 100 before they miss. Yeah, which, <laughs> which is, it's amazing, like, the guy offers me 42 out of 42, and it's like, okay, he knows yeah. I'm probably miss like, two or three of mine but right. he's that confident that he's he can that. shoot 48 or 49 out of 50 he's that confident like he you know yeah. so uh it was you know I'm, I'm at least gonna miss two or three i mean that's a yeah that's a that's a huge yeah i mean and that, that and that's all mental too i mean it's obviously a, like a huge physical thing of just of you know of, of training your arm you know exactly in mind to of exactly how hard and the arc and everything but like it's not a phys- it's not something that like after 53 throws like your arm is like wore out or something like it's it's mostly mental right yeah and it's it's just all muscle memory at that point you know and, yeah. and some guys have it down to an art or down to a science uh it's a little different like in a game but like yeah. steph curry you know even steph curry now like 
even in the game, he's like a 90% free throw shooter or something like that over his career. Right. But like when you're just sitting there practicing in a gym or you're, you know, you're set there at the line and, you know, muscle memory repeated over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, these guys can make so many in a row, you know? Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, yeah, but that was, that was kind of fun sweating the kneeling prop bet yeah. or the throwing <laughs> prop bet. I mean, yeah, that no, was, that was that was pretty good. Yeah, I just yeah, I like I was just scrolling through Instagram and then I see come across your story and this guy's just just crawling <laughs> down the strip. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the shit some people think of, man. I don't know. You can talk a little bit uh, of hockey with uh, Sick Mitts. Coming soon to a theater near you, Sick Mitts, starring Jack Eichel, brother. Yeah, we should, man. Playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. Playoffs. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playoffs have been, yeah. Just, I mean, gosh, it's it's the best time of the year, man. With with hockey and NBA and this and then all these series have been really entertaining so far. Um uh you know Tama Toronto has been incredible and um the Vegas series is really good. Um the Avs and uh Kraken series has been really good. They're going uh so yeah we get a lot a lot of series going going deep. Um uh, the Bruins, uh, after their historic season, are are playing for their lives on the game seven now. So yeah, both number one seeds, right? The the Avs yeah. were another number one seed. They're they're both in game sevens. Yeah, both against wild cards. Yeah, which kind of just kind of shows you the the craziness of of the NHL playoffs and just how different it is from the regular season and just how how. Yeah, how variants can be really, really crazy. Actually, um, uh, I should I should have bet the Bruins to go seven because I I, I I called that uh, after the first game. Watching the first game, they they actually the Bruins actually won game one, but they didn't really deserve it. They they didn't play that well, and I was like, man, like if Florida's giving them this much trouble at home on game one, I was like, I texted my friend who's like a massive Bruins fan. I was like, dude, like if they play this bad, like. They could be in for a seven-game series, and uh, sure enough, they are. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, they're st- they're still uh, crazily the their their odds haven't not changed at all. Uh, they're still like two and a half to one to win it, <laughs> which is kind of surprising. But um, I guess yeah, they uh, people are just super uh, pretty bullish on them to 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 take care of business at in game seven at home. Yeah, probably but, probably. The Avalanche too are probably big favorites uh, at home. They're probably at least going to be two to one, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they're, yeah, they're pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty significant. Uh, let's see what they, um, yeah, 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 but yeah, Colorado's exactly that. Yeah, they, yeah, they're minus two hundred. So yeah, yeah, Kraken plus one eighty. So yeah, the playoffs are just completely different not completely different, but they're v- vastly different than the regular season with the regular season you have this really long sample size over all this time and you have traveling spots and scheduling and 
uh, back-to-backs and threes and fours and four and sixes and injuries and, uh, 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 you know, uh, different goalies not playing uh, and so many other variables and stuff that you don't have versus a regular versus a, a best of seven series where it's a, a best of seven is kind of like kind of just like a boxing matchup and you're just kind of trying to figure out, okay, what does this team do, do well? What does this team struggle with? And then vice versa, what, you know, uh, what does the other team do well? What does the other team struggle with? And look at what they've done kind of all season and then then kind of look at, okay, well, they're probably not going to fix that in these next few games. So uh, if the other team can take advantage of that, then, uh, then um, you know, we can – then yeah, there could be some uh, an edge there. So it's 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 kind of like a, a little bit of a chess match and figuring out people's different different strengths and weaknesses. Uh, and then the futures market is a, is kind of interesting as well. Not just uh, and in some some instances for some teams, uh, you're better off betting on the Con Smythe winner, which is the the MVP. Okay. Of, uh, the playoffs versus the the. Uh, uh, actual outright winner, like perfect example is for the Edmonton Oilers. They're five and a half to one. Uh, well, Connor McDavid is seven and a half to one to to win the Conn Smythe. He's the current odds-on favorite right now. Um, there is no world th- where the yeah. Oilers win the cup and McDavid does not win the MVP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very true. And I noticed that, like, I did that in uh, in football instead of betting the. Uh, Instead of betting, um, it was like with four four teams left or something like that or um, whatever. Um, I bet like Mahomes to win MVP instead of like just Chiefs to win the playoffs. You know what I mean? Because like it's yeah. very very or you know Chiefs to win the Super Bowl like or whatever. But you know it's just very rare that the Chiefs are going to win where Mahomes doesn't get it you know what i mean you usually get a lot better price but yeah i mean something like that with edmonton where you can get another like plus 200 on just mcdavid it's like i mean i guess someone like the uh, dry or whoever can like step it up and whatever but it seems unlikely yeah. they would have to really have one heck yeah, of no, a secret uh, yeah dry would have to have like like 15 or 20 more goals and McDavid like and and even so I mean you know especially for McDavid who doesn't have a cup yet you know like it like a lot of this is narrative based to um sure. where like you look at like like women's like Bruins are currently like two and a half to one like uh Pasta Pasta had a pretty good series uh Martians had a really good series uh so far um and Patrice Bergeron hasn't really had that great of a series so far. He hasn't really done done a whole lot. But and he's yeah. currently he's currently forty to one to win the Conn Smythe, and I think that's still probably worth like a a, a bet at forty to one because just because of, like I said of it being just so narrative uh, driven that like this is like it's especially if, if if Boston wins like there's a really good chance that Bergeron retires and he's like a two-way player so there's you know there there would be like the argument like oh well he doesn't he doesn't have all the goals or points cuz he you know he's he plays uh you know he plays a lot of defense so all, you know not everything shows up on the stat sheet so uh i think uh, yeah, i think there's a i think there's t- t- some decent value there with 
with uh, Bergeon. If you want to get in on the Bruins, I think Bergeon is uh, a decent uh, angle to attack at 40 to 1 rather than just playing the super short number of, of two and a half to one for the Bruins. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yep. And then, uh, yeah, then some, some teams, uh, some teams goalies uh, um, will come into play like, uh, um, like the Rangers. Uh, they're currently down uh, three, uh, two games of three versus the Devils. But if you like the Rangers to come back and win the series in advance, uh, the Rangers are currently eighteen to one to win the playoffs. Um, but uh, if the but if the Rangers do um, win the when when there's come back and win and advance and make and win the Stanley Cup, uh, it's going to be because Igor Shosturkin plays stands on his head and plays out of his mind like he's totally capable of doing, and he's thirty three to one. So you're getting about double the price of what the Rangers are to win it. And if again, same, same thing with uh, like if, like, as if the Oilers and McDavid, uh, yeah, if the Rangers <laughs> win the Stanley cup, Sturgeon wins the, wins the, uh, yeah, he wins the Gunsmith. Like there's, you know, like, it, like I said, with dry side, like it, it's like something like otherworldly that we haven't seen for someone other than Sturgeon to, to, to win that. If, yeah. Do. So, um, yeah. Good poker, good good Vegas stuff, good prop bets, good hockey. It was sure. Great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely good. So, thanks for hanging out with us this week. Review, give us five stars. Contact us at when the chips are down podcast at gmail.com. You can find myself at Biking19 on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. You can find Joe at TNJ on Instagram and Twitter as well. Coming up in episode 20, I'll be back with Scott to talk some more poker and more details on my plans going forward while being in South Carolina. Till next time, keep grinding, guys.